and welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Sarah Whitus. I'm Amanda Toysher. Amanda, how are you this week? So, remember when I made that dumb joke last week where I was like, it's going to be really nice this weekend, but you know, maybe I'll get sick and watch a lot of TV. Well, I did get sick. No. I did. <laughs> I did. No. At first I thought no. it was allergies. There's something going up and down the East Coast. It's, you probably got my cold from the Maybe. other week i don't know it's yeah. just like a, a throat thing um mm-hmm. the thing is i've never gotten allergies before so i don't yeah. know if that's it's probably it not that then it's probably a cold yeah. yeah yeah i uh was i went to see waxahachie last night um at the band waxahachie and my friend that was supposed to go with me also got sick um and she like was also trying to rally and i was like no don't do i did this crazy ex-girlfriend i know i was like don't it was heather well no it wasn't it wasn't heather who was um our friend heather who was who was uh going with me last night it was another friend of mine but i i was like don't just don't worry about it i the best thing someone did for me in this situation the other week was like was like give me an out <laughs> like yeah. you don't have to feel bad so it's i yeah, it sucks but um you know you're feeling better this um, is for I, I guess so yeah. yeah i mean yeah it wasn't that bad i'm just going to yeah. go i'm going on vacation this weekend so i didn't yes. want to be sick for like a 8 hour plane flight so no you had to get sick beforehand yeah, yeah you just had to so kind of have it run there. through the system so i'm not like coughing nice. on an international flight um because people right. love it when americans are sitting next to them coughing so <laughs> also make sure to just rub your hands on everything after you like yeah. sneeze directly and into really them really loudly mm-hmm. and yeah, complain about service that. yeah yeah um so i I did a little bit of uh, television watching, which is our kind of, uh, you know, it's you may have so heard it's our, it's our thing around here, kind of our uh, raison d'etre. Um, so this week, uh, I, I circled back around, this is kind of like the week of me like f- watching, like finishing making progress on on um, shows that like I had started several weeks ago. Um but I had started watching Showtime's The Shy like probably a month ago um, right. and watched like the first three episodes of it and had been a little bit lukewarm on it. Um, and then I, I watched the, the other seven episodes uh, this week and I think I watched four of them or, or so like I binged like four of them in a row. Um, but I, yeah, I had been kind of lukewarm on this show after seeing the first three episodes, but it really ramped up just if you didn't hear our last conversation about it um the shy is on showtime it was created by lena waith who became the first uh black woman to win an emmy for uh comedy writing i think like any writing emmy i'm pretty sure um Hmm. but uh last year for for aziz ansari's show um uh uh what is a season master of none that show that i've watched two seasons of and can't remember the title way to go yeah. Um, so this is she created this show. It's uh, it's about um, a bunch of interconnected characters on the south side of Chicago. Um, I I think that the problem that I had with it initially was just that it's a lot of storylines. They're trying to accomplish a lot, um, which is a theme that uh, will be repeated when we talk about Babylon Berlin um, in a few minutes. But uh, there's just a lot of plotline to set up. And I think it was just 
kind of awkward to to get all of the stories in in motion in the first three episodes but once they really get going um it's it's actually really compelling and and kind of the central plot of the show is that in the opening scene there's a um a young a young boy a 17 year old uh or 18 year old um, high school student is uh found dead um the kind of driving uh force of the season is 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 who killed him but it's not a whodunit i mean this is just like i mean it's it's kind of sad and it's like ordinariness you know on the south side of chicago there's a lot of violence and that one murder isn't kind of even necessarily anything kind of quote unquote like special you know Mm -hmm. but um the show becomes about all of the characters uh that are in that that boy's world um through both directly and then through family members and other friends and and how it his murder kind of sets in motion a, a series of events and um yeah anyway i really recommend watching it if you've got showtime i again i think the first couple episodes are a little bit awkward there's a little bit too much melodrama there's like a little the tone kind of needs some evening out but um it's it's really good also there is um, a standout there's a, a group of young boys who are like in eighth or ninth grade um, who are kind of also central characters of the show and they're really highlights of the show for me and one of them is this kid named Papa and I was kind of trying to compare him to um, uh, uh, the the you know like the nerdy kind of chubby kid on Stranger Things Um Kind Dustin? of just like Dustin, yeah. yeah, 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 and he's just kind of like because it's kind of a similar archetype of just like the know-it-all kind of like too kind of you know kind of like too cute and funny for his own good kind of kid, but mm-hmm. this kid, so his nickname is Papa on the show. Honestly, this kid is like worth watching <laughs> the whole show for himself, but um, he's really good and. I don't know. I'm looking forward to the second season. I, I I think after the first three episodes, I was kind of like wondering whether I would really care enough to tune in. But now I'm excited. And I mean, I'm hoping the the main complaint that I had other than kind of the, the storyline kinks like at the beginning was just that there weren't very many female characters and they weren't very well fleshed out um, on a show that's like created by a woman. I was sort of and actually is. Um, women wrote more than half the episodes. They directed um, four out of the ten, so almost half of them, kind of, which is pretty impressive, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But there just weren't that many female characters, and I'm hoping that that turns around in in the second season because there are some really intriguing women who are introduced in the show, and um, I want to see more from them next season. So I would definitely recommend catching up on the show. It's probably going to be like a year until there's another season, so you have time. <laughs> there's, time. Um, there's time. Yeah. There's time. Um, you yeah. also watched the second episode of Killing Eve, our new favorite podcast, or our podcast new favorite show. Yes. Um, the BBC show Killing Eve. Um, yes. And I watched it before we talked and yeah. went to like downstairs and was just like afraid of Villanelle being around the corner. <laughs> um, and I always, so like something I do, which is 
super charming and not at all eccentric is that every time I go to the bathroom, I check the shower. I like move the shower curtain to make sure there's I, no one there. I also do that. Yeah. Amanda. And I, I do that in that. other people's <laughs> homes as well. Yeah. Because um, like my thinking is that if I'm going to be murdered, um, I would rather be standing up and surprised looking into a shower than um, peeing. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we want to so, make sure what's going on first before you sit down. Right. Yeah. So I kind yeah. of like, but this time I wasn't just like waiting for, like, I didn't open the shower curtain and be like, oh, maybe there's a man in there. I was like, what <laughs> if it's a sexy woman named Villanelle who speaks? And then like, if languages? it is, go right ahead, lady. You just do your thing. If you're here to kill me, I can't, oh I God. shouldn't, I don't want to stop you. Honestly, it's an honor. It's an honor. It's an honor. was like <laughs> brutal. I, I G-chatted Amanda yesterday. I was like. There are some good murders <laughs> in this week's Killing Eve. I'm like, who is this? Is this me? <laughs> no, but like yeah. I said, I actually am not that into the, the murder themselves. But the, yeah. it, what's funny is that this is the the show where I've, like, watching the murders happen is actually less offensive to me than it has been in other shows. Mm-hmm. Except hmm. for at the end when she moved the hand and was like, bye-bye. Like, I was like, okay, oh. that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's crazy. I like how they got into a little bit of her. I mean, there's a scene this week where her handler is is worried about her. You know, he's like, yeah. uh, this is, you are, like, going too hard on these things. Like, they need to look like, you know, one murder was supposed to look like a suicide and, uh, you know. You like, killed four other people. <laughs> in the process. So. Um, so they, they take her to like a psychologist and, you know, kind of like there's, they sort of set you up to think like, maybe we're going to learn about some horrific moment in her past. But then it's like, you kind of remember what show you're watching. (laughs) And I love that they've so quickly been able to, to set that up where you're like, we're not going to learn about not, not at least, at least not yet. This is not going to be some moment where she like. This is not going to be like the lambs are still screaming kind of moment, you know, like yeah. this is um, so I, I like that we are I, I feel like we're slowly being set up to get sort of inside of her psychology. And I'm oh, very excited sure. about that. Yeah. Well, you also learn more about um, uh, Eve, Sandra O's character, you know, <clears throat> mm-hmm. one, you find out she's from Connecticut, which I'm like, that is the most boring detail you can give me because like I know. all the states to find out someone is from and no offense, because I'm sure, you know. We probably have listeners from Connecticut, um, and I have friends from Connecticut. We both share friends from Connecticut, but I can't think of a more boring state to be from. Like that- Delaware. You know, right? Delaware. Delaware would uh, be the only more boring but state. But Delaware's so- Like, Connecticut is just like, you're you're basically like saying you're from a, a suburb. Yeah. The whole state right? is just Like, a it's suburb. just a suburb yeah. of New York, <laughs> and like, it's not even- Yeah, no. I just think that's like- if you don't know where someone should be from, people typically pick Ohio or Con- Connecticut. Well, um, I like that there was kind of, it's sort of a moment. They make a little bit of a moment out of it where it's like, so you're from Connecticut. And then there's like just nothing to say about it. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> you I know, it's that like, was deliberately done. Yeah. It's like, there's nothing you can glean from someone being from Connecticut other than right. like, maybe our middle to upper class background. <laughs> it's going to be funny when later in the season we find out that like um, Eve, like, I don't know killed the 
former governor of Connecticut or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> on behest like... of MI6. <laughs> right, um, <laughs> right. Starts a new, like, that's the end of NATO. Um, yeah. But the murder that we were talking about, kind of the central, I like that we don't really know anything about any of these targets of, of villanelles yet. Like, it's all just very, like, you know, the we're, we're sort of finding this out along with Eve. Like, she has no idea right. what the connection is between any of these targets. We don't know. We don't know who she, who the, she and her hand work for are they are they russian spot like what's the deal who knows um but uh the one of the victims this week um obviously spoilers here but uh a french politician um who or is she a she's the she's the the wife she's the donor donor, so she's hosting like a donor dinner and she's she's like a makeup entrepreneur famous person who started a perfume perfumery, perfumery or something um and um the way villanelle kills her is by saying like i'm a huge fan i named my perfume after you you would like inspire women like me will you please send like smell my try perfume? my perfume yeah and, like the woman's like it doesn't smell like anything and like villanelle just stands there and you're like that's because it's gas bitch you're about yeah. to die and then she like just like is gasping for breath and villanelle just coldly watches her with like a smile on her face Oh, it's, it's the classiest it's so assassination awful. I've ever seen. I, I'll say and that. She looks much. so cute in that catering outfit. She was right. I know. Right. I know. Also, I love the touch of she gets into the secure area where her her hit the woman who the the entrepreneur the, the tampon. Yes, like where they're like you're not allowed to go back there, and she's that like, is, oh, she's requested a tampon, and they're like the man's just like oh go go right ahead go I right ahead. I just don't want like I feel like. Everyone, woman probably knows this, but the best way to sneak anything in anywhere, and this does not count for TSA, like don't try <laughs> this with TSA, but um, but like if you're trying to sneak like a flask into a venue or something, just yeah. put it under tampons because no as soon as the doorman deal with the opens that, yeah, as soon as the doorman opens that pocket, they're like, oh, 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 ah, poison, and then they like close <laughs> it, and if it's a woman like working the door, she looks in it, and then she looks at it, she's like, I got you, girl. Like they don't, they're never gonna move tampons to see what's no. under there so anyway i love that that little detail because i'm just like yep that's that's Spot a woman on. wrote that a woman wrote that <laughs> yeah like the, absolutely you know like that they knew that a man is always like terrified by the idea of a period uh, it's, it's it's a good touch it's a good touch i'm just i i am so enjoying this show yeah yeah um but we should um, move on um, yeah because we could talk about that forever and we probably will talk about it repeatedly mm-hmm. um yep. as it's going on to, oh, but before we do, I have a game. Um, mm-hmm. So oh, I'm in okay. this uh, this trivia league. Um, it's an online trivia league. It's mm-hmm. probably the coolest thing I do. And okay. it's um, it's just like this online thing where people, like you get questions emailed to you and you compete against people and you just have to answer them correct. And you're just like, it's honor code that you're not cheating. Though people definitely cheat. There are people okay. that cheat. And I'm like, I, I would know cheat. you didn't know all these questions. You're a I cheater. would cheat. Yeah, you would, would cheat because you're a absolutely. Cheater. Yeah, I have no moral um, standards yes, whatsoever. Yes, you are a Slytherin in yeah. nature, um, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But you would cheat anyway. Mm-hmm. I am a Gryffindor, and I do not cheat. And <laughs> but they so they had one today where the theme was primetime Emmys. So I have a question for you. Yes. Um, I got this one right, um, and mm-hmm. I hope you do too. Mm-hmm. So here's the question. During a 15-season run, this star-making drama was nominated for 124 Emmys, though only awarded Outstanding Drama Series once. 
Name this must-see ratings powerhouse in the most Emmy-nominated drama series of all time. Do I get... And that was the whole thing. No no era or anything like that. No. Like, 15 season run, 124 Emmys, most Emmy-nominated drama series of all time, and it only won for Outstanding Drama Series once. You said 15 seasons? I sure did. Is it ER? Yeah. Yeah, yep. bitch, it's ER. <laughs> I, been I, really... was like, I, was, I was getting really scared. You're like, and I don't get like, any choices. I'm and I'm gonna be like, Sarah, is it NYPD Blue? Yeah, no. Sarah, I got this right. You should get it right. Like, Did you get it right because, in at least in part because of me? Well, I got it right because I answered ER for three of them. And that one must be right. So, and that was one of them. <laughs> oh, so, just knowing that there's a category of Emmy... <laughs> oh my god just knowing that that category exists makes me want to like do this like a kind of uh, i love it it would well, not I, I mean this is the only time that happened um and i got most of them wrong <laughs> they're very they're very hard but you um, had that they're one. all open-ended like you don't get they're not they're not multiple choice or anything right um, i would be very bad at this there's only like i know a lot about very few things <laughs> right i know and that's like the thing that's why i'm like i know you guys all don't know just everything about little things Right. Um, no. Like, for instance, here's an answer I gave to number 12. Thanks to eligibility rules and ABC shelving her canceled show, she won this Emmy 14 months after what landmark Vietnam series last aired and nearly two years after filming the episode she won for. So the question is, what landmark Vietnam series? And I'm like, I can't even name one Vietnam series. I almost guessed MASH, and then I remembered that was the <laughs> Korean, the Korean War. War. <laughs> um, so and wrote, it was a... I wrote... <sighs> oh, wait. Do you have an answer? It's not China Beach, is it? It was China Beach. Oh, my yes. God. I read, uh, I read yes. Vietnam the musical because I had no <laughs> Wait, idea. is that a thing? No, of course it's not a thing. <laughs> I had to put something. <laughs> I almost, in the back of my mind, I was like, Band of Brothers. And then I'm like, wait, first of all, there were no women in that. <laughs> B, it was about World War II. <laughs> yeah. B, it was about World War II. C, it was not like a fictional drama. I mean, it was a fictional drama, but um, China Beach. Yeah, that. Yeah. So I could be wrong about this. I don't think that I am, but I believe that China Beach was created by one of the executive producers of ER, uh, John Wells. I think. Well, I, no I one hope you're right, because you're going to look like a real dummy when our listeners Google it. Um, so. I've also never seen an episode of China Beach, but <laughs> no, I, I do know even, that it's a thing. I haven't even heard of it. Anyway, okay, I'm sorry to derail us. I no, that was fun. But I won't do, I won't do any more. We should talk about this show. Yeah. You started watching before me, so you're only a few episodes ahead. Yeah. Um, Babylon Berlin. Babylon Berlin. Um, I like that you have in parentheses here, talk German to me. Yeah. <laughs> talk German to me. I think German's Baby. really pretty, though. I do have a good clip of um, a woman uh, giving a rousing speech to communists after the mm-hmm. violence on May Day. Uh, I like 1929. her. Um, so I will play that clip because it's just, she's talking about like, the police having spilled the blood of their comrades, and it's just so good. In this situation, the unpassendste aller Parole. Denn das Blut unserer Genossen versickert in diesen Augenblicken im Pflaster unserer Straßen, vergossen von diesen Mördern in Uniform. Uh, yeah, she is. Um, I know the character you're talking about. I can't like remember her name. There's so many characters in, on this show. She's that in dark. Oh, is she? Okay, yeah, she I was wondering if this would be like dark. a. There are I was wondering if this people. would be like a British thing where there's only like six British oh. actors and they're yeah. just all in everything. I, that's yeah. what I've kind of discovered because I was like trolling through IMDb, and there I've realized that there are basically like 
three things that I've watched German language things of. And it's like was the this third? dark. And then this movie I watched on an airplane um, last year called France. Um, okay. It took place uh, like right after World War One in a German village. It's so good. Everyone, you should watch hmm. this movie. It is so it is so good. Um, it's this black and white film that they just made. Um, but anyway, three of the people in... Uh, no, two of the people that I can think of in... Uh, 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 Babylon Berlin are also in France, and then three of the people in Dark are also in Babylon Berlin. So of yes, course, yeah, it's very much like five of degrees of anything in Germany. <laughs> in Germany, yeah, there's yeah. only ten television actors. Um, I mean, I think that I don't know if you found this to be the case, but so apparently Babylon Berlin is the most expensive uh, German television yeah, like 40, show that's ever been 40 made. Forty million euros or something. Yeah, I mean, it's like a huge and gamble. I think you can see it. In this you, show, yes. absolutely, it's beautifully, beautifully done. I mean, um, the, the set sets, design, yeah, the, the number of are, people that like actors that are on it. Ugh. Yeah, it's really, it's a lot of. I mean, I'm sure you found this to be the case. It's also a don't put it's words in lot. my mouth. Let's hear it first. <laughs> All right, I'll speak for myself. But <laughs> um, you know, I mentioned this last time, but it's it's a there's a lot going on. <laughs> yes, there's like 40 different characters on this but show. I, I feel by the sixth or seventh episode you're kind of like oh okay i see now or like mm-hmm. i know who you are and how this fits in because there's really only a few main like, characters yeah yeah and at first you're kind of like wait who is this guy that's like watching this show and how is he connected and why is he talking to the germ like or this this com- lady communist and blah and then suddenly you're just like oh i get what she's doing and that's how these people connected um it's based on a series of novels um so yeah, which I didn't actually realize intricate. until this week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, it's like, it's very well plotted and like it's clearly got like a lot of writing behind it that went into the show. So like, you know, it's got a whole novel's worth of intricacy. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I I think that, I, I found the same thing. I think that it it, it seems a little overwhelming at first um, because, I mean, at least I'm not that used to watching television shows in other languages i think that this is the first tv show that i've watched that is like primarily in another language yeah um and it gets it's like a little overwhelming at first like it and then it's a lot of plot line but it's just like i mean this show is really thoroughly enjoyable and again it like starts to really i think you know there's a lot of setup in the first couple of episodes although the first couple of episodes while they're setting things up there are a lot of just really fun scenes like the you know 10 minute uh musical number <laughs> okay okay wait in the second ep- yes can we in talk the second about episode I also yeah have a clip of it because that song i'm like obsessed with now it's very good. It's so, you know, there's a, a club that is the this is, you know, the show, um, again, is, is set in in Weimar, Germany. You know, it's kind of a very heady time of the late 1920s. And there's like the oh, there's a, a bar um, club slash seafood restaurant. Uh, it's just like a giant like Epcot. that's run. by yeah, <laughs> it's run by kind of the mafia, like the Armenian, sort of, the Armenian uh, sort of the in an underground kind of hot. Kind of hot, right? Yeah. yeah. Just nefarious characters. Yeah. And um, so this this bar is, you know, there's a lot of just, you know, there's bands playing every night. There's people doing the Charleston all over the place. There's a lot of dancing, a lot of drinking. There's a sex club in the basement. Yeah. It's There's a lot going on. It's called um, Mocha FD and it's based on Mocha a FD, real... Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> a club, like, a, yeah. a, I think, a, um, oh, I forget, I think you might have been Italian, but someone started it in Berlin, and, like, after World Yeah, War, it was an Italian guy, an Italian yeah, guy. and it was yeah. just, like, a coffee shop, and then it grew, and then it became a nightclub. It's, like, not clear that there actually was a brothel in the basement that was, like, kind of a detail added by the show, but, um, it did kind of, uh, symbolize the underground arts culture of Berlin yeah. at that time. Um, and so, so this really is, like, a... A, like basically a a drag king um who does this like just incredible song um that's like a performance and everyone's just dancing and they're having a great time but the show just really leans all the way in It's so pointed. They're like, remember me. Like, this is your last chance. Like, you'll die soon. Like, grab hold of immortality. Like, like sets d- up don't you recognize some... me? And I'm like, oh, my God, they're talking about Nazis. <laughs> yeah, it sets up a good tone for the show. I mean, and the the part of the thing about, like, the show, the, the bar being kind of based on a real thing. I mean, this show is more or less any, any, um, event that is happening in the show like it's based really on a lot of actual events of the time um an era that i didn't know that much about the may day massacre um where they the cops killed like 300 communists and like agitators on may day in because they told them not to demonstrate um but they did anyway I love all yeah. the communist stuff, obviously. I'm sure I, you're not I find it fascinating. That. I mean, I find it a little... It's it's parts of it. That's that's probably the... Um, I mean, there isn't... Again, there isn't like that much that there... There's not like that much to decipher. But they, they really put, interweave all these stories together in a really interesting way. But I find the, the, the um, Trotskyites... Um, are uh, sp- smuggling a, a train into Berlin. It's coming from from Russia. It's supposed to be going to where Trotsky's hiding out in Istanbul. Istanbul. I find this to be the 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 um, plot line that I have to kind of parse through the most. If I miss like one line of dialogue, I need to like <laughs> wind it, or I don't. Yeah. Um. I I'm like afraid I'll miss something because I I find that plot line like to be a little bit. Um, just 
it, it just it doesn't I don't think it relies on previous knowledge. But if you do have some based knowledge of like the Russian German politics of the time, I think it's helpful. But I mean, I don't have any. And again, I, I find this show hugely enjoyable. Um, yeah. And well, I mean, and like the the, the communist stuff is interesting, too, because, you know, another thing about it, like in its history is that, um, you know, you you really get a sense of who's going to who's going to be a like full throated Nazi and who mm-hmm. is maybe <clears throat> going to be resistant because, you know, like the I, I'm curious how long the show will go and like at what pace mm-hmm. they'll move through history, because, you know, like the Reichstag fire is only like four years away at this mm-hmm. point. Um and that's really when, you know, like, they blame the communists for it and everything. And, like, and then this is setting up, I think, that sort of conflict. Like, Fritz, the one guy, is, like, just discovered communism. Um, and then you have people like Bruno, the partner, the cop on the Vice Squad, who's the partner of the main character, Garyon. He, um, like, they, it's clear that he's going to be like, yeah, return Germany to its former glory, get back the lands that we got in that stupid Versailles Treaty. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I find that to be the most, that's a really, to me, that's the most interesting kind of historical plot line is the the rise of the um, sort of... the the Germans secretly building up their their military force again in direct um, opposition of of the Treaty of Versailles and 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 the German the division between like the higher ups in the in German politics of like and I don't really know how this plays out obviously again on the show I'm I'm on the twelfth episode and it's that storyline is is really gearing up um but uh i find it like you know the the division between right these these higher-ups in government who are just you know just humiliated by what germany is has been you know ordered to to be reduced to in the wake of world war one and 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 then the germans who you know are like this is this is for the best, you know, like we, we don't, this is, you know, this is how it's supposed to be. We need to follow the treaty and, you know, it, uh, we don't want to go down a bad road again. Right, right. Like, well, you um, know, there's the, and you meet people and you're kind of like, you know, like you, that, I don't know, there's this sense of just like impending doom and absolutely. like sort of broodingness on it that is deeply uncomfortable, but like in a really good way. Um, like not not in like a pleasant way, but in just like a satisfying way because it's intentional, you know. Mm-hmm. And like you meet um, a, a a counselor who at one point just says offhandedly that his family is Jewish, and he's I think he might be like a democratic socialist or something. But he um, yeah, and he runs the police force. Yeah, um, and he and you kind of you're just like, well, like that's you know that you're an impending tragedy. And then you see like this one guy who you find out is a cross-dresser and he's just completely comfortable going up to a colleague and, you know, in a dress and saying hello and being called hair, like, whatever, you know, and it's fine. Um, and I'm like, well, there's a scene like, where also didn't like homosexuals <clears throat> or anyone that did anything deviant, like. Absolutely. They- there's actually a lot of scenes in the show that involve, um, none of them are main characters. And I, I wish that that was, I, I wish that there were more queer characters who we, we um, got to know better um but there are a lot of peripheral kind of queer characters there's scenes even like just where 
um, you know, there's a lot of male, there's a lot of like gay prostitution. There's a lot of, yeah. you know, and, and the, just the, there doesn't seem to be a sense of like, get away from me. You're disgusting or anything, which is like, obviously like you might in, in the night, you know, in America, well, in the 1920s like would, would certainly be the like case. Underground, right? Like mm-hmm. at the same time, the, you know, the two police officers that we start with the main character, he's assigned, I mean, and you learn more that he has a secret mission kind of, but he's assigned to vice squad, right? And they're, you know, prostitutes have to be, <coughs> excuse me, prostitutes have to be registered. They're always talking about that. Um, and like things like that. And they're like cleaning up places and, um, but, you know, but it's all still like kind of like under the table, but like mm-hmm. also out in the open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but it's still, it's like only after midnight. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's true. Um, yeah, I just, I like it. Also, if you need, if you, if we're not convincing you enough, there's, uh, the main character, Garyon, he's kind of dreamy, I think. You are right. I like, and at first I, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see it. And then the more you watch, I'm like, your weird, big rabbit eyes. I, I know. Like, and his, just his whole, like, gumshoe, you know, 1920s gumshoe look. Oh, yeah. He's wearing the oh, yeah, hat and the working. trench. It's, the it's trench fine. is always perfectly, like, um, just, like, popped up in right, just the right place in the back. Like, yeah. Like, this it's very, very... film noir, like, Bogart sort of. Yes, no, exactly. Um, yes. His, so the actor, his real name is Volker Brook. And just hmm. Volker. Volker. That's such a great name. <laughs> Volker. I thought it might even be saying That's his first name is maybe Volker? Maybe it's, like, Volker. But, like, right. I don't know. Like, right. Whatever. We've got, we only got what we got. Yeah. <laughs> but he, um... Yeah, he was in this, he got famous because he was in this uh, TV, like, movie drama on German television called Generation War, about five young people between 1941 and 1945. Hmm. And I guess, like, the kind of premise of it is that it, they, it's about these five young people that sort of get caught up in war, whether, you know, not, but not, not in a way you would expect, like, oh, they got caught up with Nazi fervor. They, they're kind of portrayed as victims of the war that, like, the victims weren't just um, like Jews and Roma people and homosexuals and like, you know, anyone killed. It was also like people who had no choice but to be part of this war machine or something. Mm -hmm. And it got a lot of criticism like Hmm. in Germany from people that are like, you, this is why, why are you like making it the victims be these, you know, white Germans. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it got, like, all this criticism, and I I think it's interesting, it was interesting to read about that and read those critiques and compare it to how um, Babylon Berlin seems to be setting that up. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, did you catch the first reference to Hitler in the show? Yes. Which was really great, where, like, the one guy, Fritz, quotes something, and he, he, I forget what the quote is, but it's, like, things that cannot be got by, like, negotiation or something can get by um, expropriation. And the one guy, who said that? Hitler? And he said, right. no, Lenin. <laughs> but that's the <laughs> right. only reference I've noticed so far um, to Hitler. And yeah, there like, hasn't there hasn't really been any. Yeah, as far as I've as far as I've gotten either. I'll, I'll be curious. I mean, I think, you know, I don't we're we're only in 1929 um, and I'll be I think once things really start to to turn for Weimar Germany, I mean, I think like we'll get to this the you know, um, stock market crash in the fall. Uh, this is just a few months before that. And then I think things really started to, you know, the economy right. just got so like, much worse over there. I just kind of want this to be and... a historical drama for me too. To look, <laughs> yeah. So much of what we learn about 
um, like World War Two is from the standpoint of the Allies, right? Mm-hmm, um, totally. And I, it's also interesting because it's like where, how much I something I've been interested in a lot, and we talked about it a little bit before when I watched Dark, and he goes back to the fifties, and I was just like, y'all used to be Nazis, <laughs> and like, um, is like this idea of like how German popular culture portrays that era when they've done a lot of work on reconciliation about the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to me and just to see it from that perspective, but also one of acknowledgement of past misdeeds and war crimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Like something, for instance, that we don't do for the most part for like American slavery. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like that show I talked about, Generation War, it's like if if we had watched a Civil War documentary about young people in the South that like just wanted to live their lives, but then war happened and they had to join the Confederacy, but they weren't wholly on board, but like their family pressures and all that. It's like, well, and then they didn't, and they don't mention slavery. We would have a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. I find that to be, no, I I find that to be fascinating too. I mean, especially, you know, I learned about. You know, obviously, like we all like learned about the Holocaust and World War Two and the lead up to that and in um, high school. And then also like for me, like in Sunday school, you know, in Jewish Sunday school right, kind of right. for that perspective. But you don't you really don't learn anything about it from from the German perspective. And it's it's so interesting to me to see like the machinations and like the just the attitudes of like the there's a whole the whole scene where um where it's the the members of the you know the sort of um secret paramilitary who are like in in at like the this like meeting you know and they're like recreating like battles like on the miniature battlefield yeah yeah hitler youth kid that's like yes where they're just like you know they're just like going back and dissecting like individual like battles that i mean they were just so there were so many it's like you want to call up great britain and be like yo you know what those folks are doing down there like, <laughs> yeah they are pissed what? about this whole check in on them yeah <laughs> they do they are not no one no one is uh satisfied with this whole uh way we wrapped up world war one in germany so my they're still oh no. mad yeah they're not handling it well <laughs> um <laughs> but anyway so i think we'll probably both wrap up um babylon berlin and maybe we'll, we'll We'll quickly talk about it next week just kind of the end i've heard the end is um bananas oh but yeah the finale also, is bananas, so i would like so. to point everyone sarah spoiled something to me she was like <laughs> she's like did you see how x characters plot sort of the culmination of it <laughs> if you if you're it happens in like episode 10 i'm like okay so you just told me that he dies i was I'm trying in- to gauge where you were <laughs> I, I can't believe you said that the, like you might have just said, like, did you see his death yet? Like, the culmination of his plot. Like, that could have meant, like, he gets a promotion. Or he's And then to he a moves gulag, away. Or, right. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there could, it could mean a lot of he things. He reads the writing on the wall, and he's like, I'm going to head old, you know, South America. Getting out of here. Right, <laughs> right. Getting the hell out of here. Yeah. Um, no, no that could dies. mean a lot of things. No, but he does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they die she it could be anyone um it could be anyone um so okay so then this week we're probably both gonna finish that up um anything else you're gonna be watching or not watching this week no i've got a lot to, i've got a lot to do and i also leave for um i i leave for uh europe 
Um, oh yeah on sunday so on sunday yeah oh yeah. that'll be fun but that means amanda that means that you have a lot of plain time um i'm just saying oh, there that's true. are you can download netflix for playback on offline uh you know, i'm sure so. my seatmate would love to just like see clips of 1920s uh fisting porn um, <laughs> which is what you watch in your downtime i know yeah yeah right just um, like because that is heavily uh portrayed in babylon berlin i'm, I'm like trying to remember the show was on the air <laughs> damn ah those germans um so westworld comes back this oh, this geez. sunday i'm definitely going to be watching that i sort of hate myself for That's how what I'm much i'm not going to be watching i know but i kind of love i, I actually i, I mean i heard tessa like, thompson's in it she is and so is tandy newton and she is probably the she's great biggest ass kicker of the entire show um yeah, it's. I mean, and Anthony Hopkins. I mean, he didn't. It's there's there's some there's some quality quality actoring work being done on that show. Even though you can it was just like, say acting. <laughs> no, it's actoring. Okay. I is, Actually, uh, I know what you mean by that. So yes, yeah. you should say actoring. No, it's like actoring with a capital A. That's like you yeah. know that's definitely what Anthony. Like, what that's the that only one, thing that uh, Anthony Hopkins John, does. Uh, what's his face? That that SNL bit. Where they're all like they're thespians and they have like, and like <laughs> acting. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. That's literally the only kind of acting that Anthony Hopkins does, and it's like in star star form um, in Westworld. So I'm excited about it. I need like a massive refresher on like what happened at the end of last season because it was also a year ago. So I mean, that is also a show that has like insane, insane production values. That show must cost more money than like honestly the research to go to Mars. I swear to God, the show is like, it's, they've got endless cash, I guess. Um, that's true. Yeah, that's true. They have like the most expensive shows on television. Um, I'm not watching my not watching is a show that's been on for, I think like at least a month, but, um, I don't know. It's probably almost over and I'll never know because I'm not going to watch it because this is the description of billions. Um, it's a metaphorical 5D chess game played between Ugh. a financial genius and an obsessive U.S. attorney. Ugh. Last year's finale was all about the catastrophic fallout from a Wall Street IPO. I'm like, <laughs> I can't imagine anything more frustrating, boring, uh, and infuriating all at the same time. Also, it stars Paul Giamatti, who is just too much for me. I can't handle him. It's I just can't. Um, I, I loved him <laughs> as... Um, uh, uh, Harvey P. Carr, but oh yeah, no, he's had his moments in in movies, but like yeah, it's but just yeah, he's, he's also like always acting with a capital A to me, so I yeah. can't. Um, I am not gonna be watching Billions ever. Um, so a five D, a metaphorical five D chess in game. I'm not watching that. A metaphorical five D. I'm like, um, we're human beings. Anything that's 5D fallout. is metaphorical to us. Right. We don't right. understand 5D. It doesn't. It's not real. Yeah. Uh, who wrote that Catastrophic copy? Catastrophic fallout from a Wall Street IPO. Oh, my God. Oh, God. All right. Oh. Um, Good Lord. So I'm not watching, speaking of men, mm. I am not watching. Uh, am I right? <laughs> um, there's this show called Genius on Nat Geo that I saw a commercial for. Um the first season they did was about Einstein, who I guess I concede is a genius. Fine. <laughs> um, 
played by Jeffrey Rush, or like the older version of him. Point Einstein. Point (laughs) Einstein. Okay, fine. We'll give you that. Um, But the second season is about Picasso, and it's played by Antonio Banderas. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm kind of like, that seems really boring. Yeah. Anyway, I just like watched the commercial. You know the song? Do you um, think they have any that are about, they're going to have any that are about women? Well, I'm sure it's about the the women he slept with. Right. No, I just like I don't like, know his personal season. Oh, you mean seasons? Yeah. yeah no. Season like fourteen of this show. Season like... fourteen will be like Marie Curry. Um, right. <laughs> but, We're starting way back. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's just like it looked. They made uh, it look so intense, and yet I was just like so bored. And I bet he's kind of. I don't know anything about. Do you know that song by the Modern Lovers, Pablo Picasso? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, like. I just was thinking about that the entire time I was, like, watching the song. It's just like, Pablo Picasso, no one called him an asshole. <laughs> Walk it down the yeah, so, anyway, I'm not watching that. Uh, that's a good choice. Also, I don't really trust Nat Geo to do, like, it, like heavy drama. I just can't. It doesn't. Yeah, I'm just like, just show me, like, footage just of give whales. Me, yeah, give me cheetahs ripping something apart. Well, I don't want or that. Or they're also working on a show. They're trying to get a film crew that will capture the first Live birth? Whale birth. I, I found this fascinating. No one's yeah. seen one. No what one has seen a humpback. birth? What if they don't? What if, what if they're like? we thought is wrong? What if they're aliens? I mean, Why isn't this there an is... X-Files episode about this? No one knows how dinosaurs mated, really. Like, you know, so like... Well, I imagine ooh. it was noisy, but yeah, we don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'm... And so Nat Geo is, like, funding, like, a team to, like, just go, like, try and do everything they can to... And it may never even... They may never even capture it, but... Wow. I That's respect art. the journey. Yeah. Stay, stay cool, humpbacks. You guys, yeah. stay mysterious. Yeah. Um, all like, right. Don't, you don't need to let someone, some crazy, you know, humans into your maternity room. Like, no. Not... They're not letting anyone in there. They're trying to be private. No one yeah. gets to come in. Only immediate family only. Yeah, and not even No film crews. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely not the mother-in-law whale. Mother-in-law does no. not need to look up there. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we should wrap this up. Um, yeah. So I'll see you in two weeks because I right. will not be recording from. Um, but maybe from if you can, Bronx. when you come back, try and do like a, a dispatch on um, Danish oh, television. Yeah, I'm going to. I what? Well, so I'm also going to Amsterdam. So I'm. Oh, yeah. Right. 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 Dutch and Danish. Um, yeah. Edification on their TV. But I, I don't know if like the Airbnbs I'm staying in have televisions. So You're going to be going I'll to bars, aren't you? Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be televisions in the bars there. I'm a journalist. It's... I can do some research. I can yeah. figure it out. I, <coughs> I want to know what's hot. In... I want to know what's hot in Denmark right now. It's hot in Denmark. Um, yeah. Well, I don't think it's the weather, so. Anyway. <laughs> All, right, All right, Amanda. Have fun, and we'll uh, we'll reconvene in, in a couple weeks. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Good night.